Hi, folks. This is Rick Doc Walker, the DOC. This is John Kime, and you're listening to The Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. I don't even know what to say, Rally. I usually say what's going on, man. But uh, after what we just went through, all I can say is damn, man. Basically. And uh, I second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way up to a hundredth that. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to tell everyone that, yes, I wanted us to win, but God dang it, man. Don't just because he's a third string quarterback. Don't just make us a shoe in and look what happened. I mean, we, we played clips from Hal's press conference last show, and there was a clip saying, well, Hal said, I'm paraphrasing, well, we might lose. And I don't think anyone really thought that. I don't think anyone in this fan base really thought that. And I I got out to Virginia because I'm doing all my tailgate prep. And I put mm-hmm. down, I put a parlay in, right? Okay. And FanDuel sends me a message saying, hey, do you want to uh, cash out early on your commander's <laughs> six and a half wins bet? We'll give you, you know, X amount of dollars right now thinking hmm do i take that and cash in early because we need three more wins for us to do it but we still have the jets coming up we still got you know winnable games or do i let it ride oh you're shaking those dice i you you you, you're shaking them you're shaking them you didn't cash out did you no i didn't cash out and i'm kicking myself man i should have cashed out because no one (laughs) saw us losing to the giants man i put in a parlay and then got those parlay boosts the uh the giants to cover nine and a half the commanders to win and the under because the giants were averaging 14 points a game Mm-hmm. All right, thinking all right, I'm the Giants nine and a half. That's a lock right there, man. I'm this is gonna be good. I can buy Mr. Tailgate a real present this year instead of DIY something. And then they just they they do that, man. It's it was wet embarrassing. The bed. Wet the bed, man. Bed's not wet, man. That thing's ruined. It's flooded, man. It's, it's just yeah. oh yeah, we gotta get a new mattress, new bed springs, frame the whole nine yards. Just go ahead and take it all to the trash heap. It was it was crazy, man, but. Before we get to it, I got to thank our friends at Don't Sleep Energy because I had the tailgate prep from hell. I went to three different Costco's, two different restaurant depots because it's right before Thanksgiving and all the stores are buying stuff for Thanksgiving. And I did a Thanksgiving theme menu. So yes, you did. Yes, you did. So you get a chance to actually eat. I I had me a small plate, yes, because right. that's more than I had. I didn't get a chance to eat yeah. anything, so. But it was frustrating because all these stores had, were buying all the same stuff I was buying, so I had to go to all these different spots. Normally, it takes me five hours. Ooh. It took me legit nine just to get everything done on Saturday, and I was dragging ass on Sunday. And thank goodness, Mike hooked us up with some more don't sleeps or else I would have been struggling come game time. Tell me about it, bro. Got off work 6.30 in the morning. I was struggling. I so mean, you got them a lot, basically struggling. straight from work? No, I was, I was able to get about, a, I'd say, a two-hour nap, if you will. But what does a two-hour nap do for nah, you? That's nothing, man. Exactly. So, 
the don't sleep was in full effect and I needed it. I'm actually going to need it for Dallas as well. Cause I got a lot of stuff going on and, um, We'll get we'll get into it later, but I'm gonna need it for Dallas. I can only imagine. Just make sure you pack some of those little red berry shots in your travel suitcase, since that way you uh, can actually bring it with you on the plane. Oh yeah, I think what I'm gonna do is take a picture of me on the plane with the red berry next to the window seat. There you, you go. Know I mean? Gotta Hold do that. Up. Oh yeah. So how were the uh, lots pregame? I saw you take a picture in front of that helicopter. Uh, could have probably used that helicopter to fly us away in the third quarter. But, you know, you're walking around. It's a salute to service game. For those of you that haven't been to a commander salute to service, they do a massive thing for all the military. Yeah. They have helicopters come in, Humvees come in, just all this different stuff in the red zone lot. I mean, what was it? How was it walking around the stands? Oh, it was great. The You know, once you, you, you pull into the red zone lot and you see that chopper, sitting there and and all of the service members in their full regalia i loved it man and and for those of you that haven't seen the pictures um i have a, a pair of jeans that are salute to service and i have all branches of service on those jeans and um it's just my way of trying to give back to our military you know armed services because they need it it's it's something that a lot of people take for granted and if you were able to serve my hats off to you for those who wanted to serve but for whatever reason they couldn't my hats off to you as well because at least you gave the attempt to um but it's it's a good feeling it's uh you know we let's face it we are the capital and you pretty much got all branches of service right here within a i'd say almost a 50 mile radius so you know you gotta give something back to the to the armed services for uh, being right here in your backyard. So uh, there were a lot of Giants fans pulling to the red zone a lot. And once again, you know, you know, Ted, I, I got to tell you, and and guys who are listening, I got to tell you, it really surprises me that um, that we have these sold out games. You know, just thinking about it. But when yeah. you actually when you actually pull into the red zone lot and you see the cars parked so far back to where you're pulling into the entrance, it is, it's amazing because years past, you could pull into the red zone lot, and I mean go deep into it before you ran into your first car. Now these cars are actually out toward the actual entrance of the red zone lot, and it's just amazing. And my hat's off to our fan base. You know, let's we, we aren't having a good year. You know, no, nobody expected us to be this way, but you guys are still showing up. And at, from from one fan to another, I appreciate you guys. Now, mind you, there were a lot of Giants fans, but it's par for the course. A lot of Giants fans live in this area in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Uh, it's right, what, two and a half? depending on where you live to, to four hours. So, but they're all up and down the, the, the 95 East coast. So, you know, my hat's off to those guys for traveling down and, and seeing the team and big shout out to Lloyd. Lloyd lives in the New Jersey area and he comes down for every home game as well as Lloyd goes to a lot of the weight games as well. Yeah. I was shocked, man. The commanders, because when we did our pregame rap, talk about the show, it hadn't sold out yet. And the commanders mm -hmm. sent something out. I want to say it was Saturday 
saying the game was sold out. So it was good to hear because that means the Hogs have had a sellout for every single home game this season. So mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth, hey, they're making their money back on their investment. So I'm happy for them for that. But I would, I didn't think it was going to sell out because if you're no. a Commanders fan, why would you get tickets from the yeah. team when the tickets on the secondary market were cheaper than face value? Mm-hmm. And if you're a Giants fan, unless you're related to Tommy DeVito, why are you <laughs> going to come down here to come watch this game? And little did I know, it's because they were going to kick our ass. Yeah. I mean, I had a bunch. I mean, this was our busiest tailgate of the season. I partially really? because Joe Theismann came by and hung okay. out for maybe 30 minutes or so. And Joe nice. set me behind schedule because Joe wanted to cook. And, oh, yeah, I said cook. I got a couple of videos of Theismann flipping burgers and... Mm doing stuff with mushrooms and helping out with the gravy and all this other stuff. Nice. Joe's doing photo ops with everybody. And how am I going to tell Joe Theismann, Joe, I need you off the grill. You're going too slow. You know, (laughs) I mean, come on here. But this was our busiest tailgate of the season because people thought we were going to win the game. So they all Mm -hmm. wanted to come out and it was going to be 60 degrees in November. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured, okay, it's going to be a bunch of commanders fans that gobble these things up last minute. I was shocked to see how many Giants fans there were in the stands mm-hmm. and walking around the lots and everything else. And they're not abrasive. They don't come at you and talk trash like anyone wearing Kelly green or silver and blue. So they don't really bother me. <laughs> it was just odd to see them there considering they're on their third string quarterback. Were you as shocked as me or you're just, nah, they represent. Well, it's twofold. So from someone who's in the travel industry, you also got to look at a lot of these people bought their tickets well in advance. A lot of people made their travel plans well in advance. You know, you sometimes, you know, you get non-refundable uh, airfare or non-refundable hotel stays or rental cars or whatever have you. And so why eat the fee when you can still kill two birds at one stone, you can see a football game as well as CDC. So I get it. It's, it's like, it's like us right now, you know, uh, we aren't playing well, but people have made these travel arrangements and you've already paid your money. You're not going to say no. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. you're one of these guys who just make these last minute type of deals. So I know people who, who wait last minute and say, I'm going, well, a lot of people just don't do that. These plans have been made six months, five months ahead of time. So why waste it? Just go ahead and go. So on one aspect, I am, but on the other aspect, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a little different. And I'm sure the travel agents, people like that hate me because what I do is the beginning of the year, when the schedule is announced, I immediately block off my hotel, mm-hmm. buy my plane tickets. And the hotel I typically do through Marriott because you can cancel up until the day before, whatever depending on the mm-hmm. property. And then hours, I'll yeah. typically, yeah, I'll do uh Southwest because that's what I usually fly because we got family and their hubs around there and you get your money back or you, I mean, you get to use it on other credits. So it doesn't really hurt because I never know how we're going to be or what's going on. And I'm not trying to say I'm in fair weather, but I'm not going to go to green Bay. Like it. I ain't going to green Bay <laughs> in December if we're going to get our ass kicked by Aaron Rodgers, that's just me. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it from the comfort of my couch. And I will wait until we play them in, you know, <laughs> September or October. You know, it it's just fair weather to me. I mean, I don't know. I hear you. 
I'm still representing. <laughs> I'm still watching. I'm just yes, I'm watching my wallet too. You know, I, I just you. I can't. I don't like when we lost to the Pats like 52 to seven years ago. My boys were going up there. I'm like, hey, more power to you. I'll get a lobster roll down here. I'm not going up there for that ass whoop. You know, it's just like we'll see what happens. And hats off to you and to all of our listeners and Commanders fans that are going out to Dallas on a short week. Because I'm not trying to jump ahead, but considering what we just saw on Sunday, I don't know what we're going to see on Thursday. And we're, what, 11-point dogs right now as, you know, the sun's setting. I can tell you what you're going to see. And I'm not trying to jump ahead either. You saw how we played Philly both times. That's what you're going to see out of us Thursday. Simply because, for whatever reason... For whatever reason, we play up to our competition and we play down to our competition. And yesterday was a show of us playing down to our competition. We might even squeak away and win this game in Dallas. Mark my words. And that's not the homer in me talking. Uh, we're we're going to have to get to that in a little bit before we jump in <laughs> to Dallas because I don't know if I'm going to agree with you there. You don't have to, brother. The world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Let's go. <laughs> that is true. But... This is actually uh, from Ron Rivera's press conference. He was asked if the team was ready to play the Giants this past Sunday. You feel like the guys came ready to play early in this thing? It kinda... Always. They showed up early to play. They were ready to play. They had a good week of practice. It's unfortunate we turned the ball over the first two drills, uh, first two possessions. Do you think the Giants came into it with a different mindset, being a little more desperate? Couldn't tell you what their mindset was. I mean, I don't feel like we showed up ready to play just considering what happened in that game. I mean, you had mistakes all up and down. Maybe the defensive line showed up ready to play, but the offensive line didn't just going back and looking at the PFF grades and everything else. I mean, you're, you're playing. I, you know what I think? I think the team looked past the giants. I think that they saw a bad Giants team coming here to FedEx Field that we should have beat in New York. And they see a Cowboys team just on the horizon and a couple in the sleeps and a wake up. And they just completely didn't care about this team. And even if hmm. they had good practices, they look past these guys and look past Tommy DeVito and look past Saquon Barkley and look past Kayvon Thibodeau. And next thing you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. I feel that you know as well as I do, and our listeners know that that football is a, is a two-facet game. You got to be mentally prepared as well as physically prepared. So the guys were prepared on one aspect of it, physically, but mentally they weren't because mentally you don't allow guys to punch the ball out. You don't fumble the ball. There are certain things that you just don't do if you're mentally prepared now granted every once in a while yes it does happen everyone can get a lucky punch in and, and knock that football out but if you're mentally prepared it very rarely happens and so that's what i'm going to say physically oh i believe they were prepared mentally it, it doesn't show it and no matter what he says you don't make those type of mistakes yeah you had six turnovers Mm -hmm. You cannot win a game with six turnovers. Just, just plain and simple. Logan Thomas had that fumble. I feel like, and I went back and watched the game, maybe because I just 
I'm having a bad day, so I wanted to make it worse. But I went back and watched the TV feed. We had my friends from Fox 5 were hanging out with us. So, you know, we're chatting with them. We're hanging out. I'm missing parts of the game. I'm hearing everyone yelling and screaming. You know, like Curtis Samuel getting ejected. Completely missed that. You know, trying to figure out what's going on because that's closer to your end zone. But when I saw the feed on Logan Thomas's fumble, I thought his knee was down. I didn't see the ball coming out. And I'm listening to the radio, and they're saying his knee was down. I don't know if it was or wasn't. I couldn't really tell from the TV feed. Maybe it was inconclusive, but I feel like Logan Thomas's fumble, maybe you challenged that one. So you had made it in the stadium? No, I was in the stadium. I was in the stadium. Yeah, no, no. I was in there. I made it there for the national anthem. I was just, you know, it's it's a problem when the wife brings friends. I got to pretend to listen and go back and forth and they're chit-chatting and (laughs) I love them to death. But like, I'm, I'm watching. So the last three minutes of the game, I went to go stand off by myself. Because the seats were empty at that point around me. And I didn't want, I just wanted to watch the game. But I just, I went back and watched the actual TV feed. Because being in the stands, we've talked about it. You, you miss different things. And yeah. I feel like Logan's fumble wasn't a fumble. But hey, no, they ruled it was. Byron Pringle coming out after halftime and fumbling that kickoff. I mean, you finally get a shot because Antonio Gibson isn't there. Mm-hmm. You've been preparing all week in, in practice. You had a good week of practice. But maybe the guys aren't trying to punch the ball out at practice. Maybe they should try and start doing that because every time it was just a guy fighting for more yards. Chris Rodriguez, Brian Robinson. I mean, mm-hmm. guy fighting for trying more to yards. Do too much. Trying to and do too right much. when they're about to go to the ground, the ball gets punched out. And four times? It's just, it was absurd, man. Yeah, trying to get trying to do too much. I mean, last week it was it was Howell in Seattle. He was trying to do too much, get that last little bit of yard. They stood him up instead of just going to the ground. And and uh, and this week it comes back to bite us in the butt again. So that's why I said mentally, I don't feel that we were prepared. And you know, as well as I do, that in two days in a wake up, you gotta be firing on all cylinders because. The best or one of the best regular season teams will be facing them. Notice I said regular season teams. So, yeah, and I'm going to stick by that. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best regular season teams that you'll ever face. And I don't care who who the opponent is, but those playoffs is another 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 thing that I don't got to talk about right now. But but uh, so you got to be firing on all cylinders. And that goes as far as the coaches as well. And so we see my hat goes off and my heart goes out to Effie about it. You know, we, I mean, he had, he apparently what I'm hearing is he had multiple fractures on his yeah, leg. He's done. He had surgery. Uh, yeah. And it goes back to you. We've these pieces. I, I keep talking about it. You have to keep putting these pieces in this puzzle together until they fit. And for whatever reason, he went down and, and blessed him. So now some that other piece that you've been talking about all this time, you got to put it in there and you got to figure it out. And and it, it's going to be on the fly because you don't have much many days to prepare. So figure the pieces out and put them in there. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, you don't. You don't. And some fans actually want you to lose at this point. Because oh, yeah. I had I've got friends that are Giants fans that I haven't heard from and I don't know how long. I mean, maybe the word friend is probably a stretch. Acquaintances. Yeah. They're texting go. me 
saying, can you please win this game? You're messing up our draft pick. And I, I didn't even bother acknowledging them, replying back to them. And they'll probably see this in a tweet or something that, you know, I'm ignoring them or whatever, but I'm sorry. I'm not thinking about draft picks. I'm not thinking about status for next year. To me, it's all about this season. Let the chips fall where they may. I want to win every single game we possibly can, even if it's meaningless, even if we literally have a 1% chance of making the playoffs, winning is contagious and you can build off of it. And that's what I want. Yeah. And you get what pick you get based upon that. And maybe that's foolish, but it's not like we've done the best with draft picks anyway. And I know it's going to be new people drafting these players, but to me, winning is contagious. And Sam and this young team understanding and knowing what it's like to win in the NFL because they were all winners on a collegiate level, but winning in the NFL, once you get a taste of that, you want it again and it makes you hungry. And that's why I always have an issue with fans saying, whoa, what does it matter if we get in the playoffs? We're just going to get kicked out the first round. It matters because your team got a chance to get there. They know what it takes to get there and they want to experience that again. That's why it matters. And that's why yesterday's game hurt me so much, man. And I've talked about how I try not let these games phase me because when I expect to lose, then it doesn't really bother me as much. But when I expect to win, like this past Sunday, <laughs> dude. Well, temper those expectations, bro. Oh, they're tempered now. No, the expectations are done oh, now. Oh, now, now they're tempered. Yeah. Now, nine and a half points, man. Nine and a half point favorites to Tommy. The guy lives at home with his mom. She makes his bed. He eats chicken parm. That's it. I mean, nine and a half points to this guy. And you lose to Tommy DeVito. He is, just check this out. He is the first Giants quarterback since 2019 to have three touchdowns versus the Commanders. All right. I'm surprised that Danny Jones has not had that against us. He is the first quarterback since 1982, Randall Cunningham, to win a game when being sacked nine times. Most Mm. of our listeners don't know who Randall Cunningham is. (laughs) As sad as that is to say, man. Oh, gosh. See, when I hear stuff like that, see, let me say you something, right? I always have a positive outlook. I always do. No matter what. I need it, man. When people tell me, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. Even when I'm not fine, I'm fine. They go, oh, that's a good positive attitude to have. Well, because you can't change it. But when you give me stats like that, bro, you knock me off my my high horse. 1982, <laughs> man. You really I mean... do, man. And you make it hard for me to rep. And you know my what my, what my trademark saying is, you make you rep it harder. You don't rep it at all. Well, God dang it, man! You, um, you're making me rep it medium. That's how you. I mean, we ain't going nowhere. That that's the thing. And I, I put a tweet out there. True. I'm not asking True. for any sympathy, but I put one out there. It's like, I dude, I love doing the show with you. You, you. you know, my brother. We get a chance to talk about something we love passionately, but rewatching games like this make it painful. But yeah, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat it, and we're going to keep it real. And mm-hmm. we're also trying to bring some levity to it in regards to we just got our ass kicked by a guy who is getting paid $44,000 a game, and that's it. And that's why he's living with his parents. You know, Brock Purdy has a roommate, and he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers because real estate's expensive in San Francisco. And he's on that, you know, what, last pick of the draft salary. So I get that, but I just – there was no way that I could envision a script – 
where we lost to these guys, but yet we found a way. Sam mm -hmm. had three interceptions. That first interception to Diami, and I went back and watched that play on slow-mo, I felt like Diami almost stumbled on the route or just gave up a little bit on the route. Like he didn't think Sam was going to throw it and Sam overthrew it. And there could have been two more interceptions that Sam threw. That was just so frustrating. Well, okay. You talk about the bad. What about that laser that he threw to Jahan? That I mean, laser. It was, it was good. That, that pass was a laser. And it lets me know that when he needs to put some fire on it, he can. So, you know, I, I got it, man. I get it. It he, was a he, bad performance. He can make all the throws. And yeah. to me, you know, this does not fuel fire for Sam isn't the guy. I still feel that Sam's the guy. You know, uh, some of our listeners don't listen to B. Mitchum family. We got people in Germany listening. Shout out mm -hmm. to you guys. But they do a segment on Fridays called Ask B. Mitch Anything. So I asked B. You know, just like I asked you and told you, is it okay for me to fall in love with Sam? You know, just the whole thing we talked about in the last pod. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with a new GM if he's going to keep Sam here or what's he going to do. Sam can make every single throw. We know he can do it. And if he has time, he can definitely be the quarterback. But our offensive line did him no help this week. They gave him no help. He was 31 to 45. He got sacked four times. And did you see what Kayvon Thibodeau said to Charles Leno? Something about thank you. Uh, I, I heard vaguely and briefly, so I, I didn't commit it to memory, but something about thank you for something. And I'm sure that you're going to have the clip to let all of us know what he had to say. Let's hear it. So thank goodness there's no audio for this. But he oh. walked up to Leno just before halftime and told Leno thank you. And Leno responded and said, for what? Thibodeau said, for the 10 sacks I'm going to get today. Because mm. not 10 sacks for the, you know, the actual game, because we got nine, but for him to get to 10 and a half sacks for the season. And we saw what mm. happened last year. And I understand that Biennemi wasn't here last year, but Leno got beat like a drum against Thibodeau. Mm. And we needed to win one of those two Giants games. For those that don't remember, we played the Giants back-to-back. -back. We just had a bye week in between. And Thibodeau killed us both games. Yeah. And guess what? He did the same thing this week. He had back-to-back -back sacks on Leno in the fourth quarter. And for some people who might have turned the game off, Leno had a false start during the game, and we had to waste our last time out because I think he was scared Thibodeau was going to get another one on his ass. I mean, Definitely. it was just frustrating. Yeah, that's what happens when 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 you get beat like that, and you're at your home. There's no excuse for it, and he jumped because he knew that that hey, look, either either I'm not strong enough, I'm not I'm not fast enough, just, just or he was just in his head. So Morgan Moses used to do it all the time. He would yeah. get beat. I swear, Morgan it, was Paul starting every time too. They just never oh, yeah. called it. They just never called it exactly. It it just didn't pair up to the eye, but but yeah, he did it. So you know, when when you are a, a true dog, you don't worry about that type of stuff. You know, you just let the chips fall where they where they may, and so we see it. And the thing about it is, all they've done is put this on tape for 
for teams such as Dallas who have a superior pass rush to realize, oh, look at that. They can't pick this cross stunt up. Oh, hell no. Hell no. no hell. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we put them on, we put things on tape to say, oh, they can't pick this double stunt up or this double move. We're going to eat their lunch. So what do you, what do you do, man? So, so now it comes down to coach EB. You, you know what your deficiencies are. You got to figure out something to, to get that ball out of Sam's hand. So this is going to see, did Sam learn his lesson playing the Cowboys? Did Eric Bieniemy learn his lesson with these other teams playing against the Cowboys? It's all going to unfold. The and thing is, to, yeah, go ahead. He, he did learn because at a certain point, we had 22 runs versus 25 passes. Right. He was keeping a balanced attack. We were rushing the ball. I mean, we ended up with a buck 74. B Rob, you know, had 17 carries. He was doing what he could. He just, these turnovers killed us. But when we actually were going back to pass, Leno, according to PFF, a pass block grade of 64.5. Chris Paul, right up the middle, 48.9. Tyler Larson, 27.7. Mm. And one thing about Brian Robinson is, he does not pass block well. So it's just, it's frustrating to see. And there are times where we didn't move the pocket. We didn't do a ton to help him. But it's it's hard for me to see where the blame goes on which side of the ball. Because the defense, they held the Giants for zero rushing yards until 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Saquon broke that toss outright. And then just ran past everybody. If you go back and watch it, our linebackers, safeties, everybody got blocked, and some of them blocked themselves. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. And you it's talking about that so, wheel route? No, the wheel route was a, a different one. But you know, they're two and zero when Saquon scores a touchdown. Jamin Davis is zero for a hundred on wheel routes, and yet you've got Jamin covering him. And guess what? Six right there. So it was just so frustrating. No, I'm talking about the toss sweep at the end of the third quarter. So oh, okay. from your vantage point, they're running to your right. Yeah. And Saquon broke. I want to say it was, I can tell you exactly. It was a 36-yarder right up the right sideline. And every single person on our team got blocked. Until then, they literally had zero yards rushing. I mean, I never felt that we were out of the game. I thought that we were going to come back. But what mm -hmm. killed us, I don't want to say it killed us, but what was a major factor was Joey Sly missing that field, missing the extra point. We were down by two scores because of that. Yeah. So because of that, it allowed the Giants' defense to just pin their ears back and come after Sam and just give him a hard time and harass him. And it was just, they were just off their game, just left and right. They never got it on task. Joey Sly, hell of a leg, hell of a leg. But why are his extra points missing all of a sudden? I don't know. I went back and looked at the film, and it wasn't a high snap because that was one thing I particularly wanted to see because I missed it because that was your end zone, and that was yeah. right after Curtis Samuel got ejected. And don't even get me started on that. I mean, I think that's BS that he got ejected for that, and hopefully he at least got to the locker room when the hot water was still working. Oh. But... Okay. <laughs> I just I can't believe that they had no hot water, man. It's hey, well, but you know what though, man? 
the stories that I hear about the female bathrooms, oh, I yeah. hear they I hear they flood all the time. Yeah. So if if that's the bigger problem with the whole water drainage issue, water pressure, I I, I believe it. You know, the stadium is an older stadium, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I should not say that. They're making improvements, but yeah. There's, yes, yes. And this is not on the new ownership group. No. The old ownership neglected to make any improvements, and that's why a lot of those people are gone. That's why it's all new people there, and improvements are being made. It's just salt on top of the wound. When Adam Schefter mm-hmm. is tweeting out that the Giants – can't take showers and they were talking about how the guys had to literally use water bottles to clean the dirt off of them because yeah. you couldn't take a shower after the game it's so just cold. embarrassing yeah. you know no one wanted to take that cold shower and john what uh not john i was uh oh my gosh who the hell's uh 93 on our team jonah brown yeah john calls into the junkies and said some of the guys on the team just didn't even take a shower. They just jumped in their cars and went home because it was too cold. They just didn't want to be there anymore. So I don't blame them. Oh, yeah. No, I don't either. I don't know if I'd want to get stuck in traffic if I'm that guy's significant other sitting in a car and he's reeking big time. But, you know, that's not exactly a big deal. But, yeah, with Sly, he kicked it through the upright on a kickoff. He's got all the leg in the world. Mm-hmm. missing that extra point was killer mm-hmm. and we're having to play from behind a couple of those interceptions sam threw just nothing worked but yet we're down by five points with two minutes to go and i still felt like we could win the game was that just me being delusional or were you thinking the same thing i thought we could win the game as well i thought i thought we were gonna we were gonna bring it back on that on that drive and and uh shout out to everyone that that sent me a text message i guess i was trying to hype the crowd up and the the camera crew got me doing that and so uh because i felt that we were going to get back into it because why ted they're the giants yeah that's why i thought we were gonna win because they're the giants that's what i thought i said i said you know what these guys realistically they they really don't want to win this game, you know. The Giants really don't want to win this game, but but we need to still win this game. And so I just felt it. And all of a sudden, the old fat lady was warming up and she sang loud, bro. When he when that ball got tipped, when that ball because that last drive, I said, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna score. That ball got tipped, intercepted, pick six. It was done. It was. And this is actually what Sam had to say about the turnovers. I mean, and when you when you turn the ball over that many times, you're not going to win games. Um, and, you know, it starts with me. I got to do a better job taking care of the football. You know, I didn't I didn't give my team a chance to win today, uh, but we all just got to be better. Um, you know, I thought we we moved the ball well throughout the game, but just too many turnovers. Um, and when, no matter who you're playing in the NFL, if you turn the ball over that many times, you're not going to win. Um, and so we just got to be better. Um, got a short week, um, so I'm going to go on tomorrow and do everything we can and try to win a game on Thursday. I, I'm sure there's a stat out there where turnovers equal to X, Y, and Z and winning percentage mm-hmm. and this and that, but it's just, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, we just cheddar bobbed it all over the place. And we, <laughs> you know, the defense can only hold on for so long, man. Eight mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or plastic no, they, burst they, it. They, they, they can't. They can't. And here we are, two days in a wake up. What are we going to do, man? 
it sounds worse when you say it, man. If I say four days, I don't feel as bad, but two days in a wake up, just, it just, it scares me. And a lot yeah. of fans were saying, Hey, fire Rivera, this and that, like, just realistically guys, do you think you're not going to fire Rivera going into a short week? You're no. not going to get rid of the guy when you've got to play Dallas on Thursday. And I don't know, man. I just, they have I to love... put it in. Yeah. They, put it in perspective. they have to, they have to put it in perspective. The whole reason why Ron is here right now and the, the staff is here right now is because they took over the squad with basically a month before the season started. This is no different. This is a short week. No, Nothing is going to move right now. In your mind, you may want it to, but it's just not going to happen. Now, after Friday's game, depending on how bad you stink the joint up, possibly, depending on after the bye, or before the bye, possibly. So you may get your wish, but once you get your wish, and and let's just say doom and gloom, we lose all the rest of these games. Is that what you really want? You, you want you want you want you want to put all the pressure now on hypothetically EB to be the head coach, call plays, do the whole nine yards, and then possibly lose all the games. And if that's what you want, you may get your wish, but you can't have it both ways. I mean, there are fans that just all they care about is getting a better draft pick, getting a better draft pick. And, you know, hey, it's people root for this team in different ways. Some people just mm -hmm. like, I can't, I don't know how many times I put a tweet out, like, why are you still going to games? You know, all those trolls that just go back and forth. And like, oh, I, I was, you know, talking about how if I wasn't in public, I might have shed a tear after that loss. Right. And this guy is sitting wow. there giving me a hard time saying, I can't believe you're going to cry about this team. Like, well, there's something called hyperbole. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. But I'm telling that to our yeah. listeners, look it up. If you don't understand what it means. But realistically, yeah, I, I'm i not shy. I love this team. I care about this team. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing mm -hmm. a podcast about it. Wouldn't be busting my ass at the tailgate, everything else. You love yeah. this team. You know, you travel to every single game. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, just I'm, I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about what happened and the interviews and stuff at the tailgate, but you know, I'm just happy to see you're getting like the pub that you really deserve. And I wear my emotions on my sleeve. There's been times when I have shed tears about this stupid football team, but it's because I love them so much. And I am thankful that apathy hasn't set in because for a bunch of this fan base, it has. And those are the trolls that say they don't care, but yet they follow commander's Twitter or they mm -hmm. follow me or they follow JP, like all these other people. They that follow me. Yeah. yeah. Like, why, are, <laughs> if you don't care about this team, then why are you flooding your Twitter timeline with, because all I talk about is commander stuff and food and me going to the Wizards game just because I'm a glutton for punishment. So wh why follow? Yeah. You don't care. Two, two, two things, real quick. One is for a while, the tweets stopped about why are you spending your money? You know, can't you think of something better to do with it? And, and my, reply my rebuttals always whose money is it it's my money and then they say well you're the reason why the inferior product will continue to because you you support the team and they'll never change anything you got to stop going to games yada 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 all right that's not going to happen because that's what i enjoy doing moving on for the longest time as fans we wanted what a, a black jersey 
We we wanted to have something that was black. Well, all these other teams have a black jersey. I don't know how many times I heard we want something black. Commanders, Redskins, whatever have you. You got your wish. Now that the team isn't playing well, now what are you what are you hearing people saying? You're hearing them say, "I think it's time for us to go away through the, from the black." You wanted black jerseys. You got them. <laughs> so. You once again, you can't have it both ways. I mean, we are one and four in the black. So yeah. from that point, I don't want to see us wear them because now it's just a joke that we wore black to our own funeral. Because really, Sunday was Ron Rivera's funeral. And if it weren't for a short week, someone would probably be let go today. And this is actually what Ron had to say mm -hmm. about talking to ownership. Ron, just curious, did, did you have any conversation with ownership after a game like that, or does that is, is that typical? If you did, is it typical to have conversations with them just to update them on where things stand? Um, I will, but I haven't yet. Um, but yeah, that's something that does happen eventually, whether it's a day, two days, or three days go past. Um, this is a short week, and, and we'll see what happens. People are pissed off that Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails had 40 of their friends from, I don't know if it was elementary or middle school or whatever, in the box and hanging out at the game and this and that. Why do you guys care? They bought this team. They spent $6 billion. They're enjoying something that they all grew up watching. They're all from this area. Obviously, if they went to school here, why do fans care how these guys are spending their Sundays and spending their money and who they're having in their box? Well, I don't understand thing, why people give a damn. The only thing I can say about that is let's put it back on the, that particular fan. When you bought a new car, what did you do? You went to your friend's house. You invited your friends over to see what? Your new car. This is no different. It's just on a billionaire status. This is their baby. That's technically his room to to do whatever he wants to do in it so let it go you do things we do things on a smaller scale and i'll just like i said just use a car as an example when you buy that car or you buy that tv or whatever it is you want people to see what you have bought yeah. you're taking pictures of it you're showing it off on instagram you're having people over it's the same yeah. thing for Josh and for Mitch and everybody else. And they're pissed yeah. off that Rivera hasn't talked to the owners yet. Sorry, it, it's not going to happen right now. They it's have happen. Owned, they've owned the team for 123 days, right? I've got people telling me how they're pissed off at new ownership already. It's like during the tailgate and honestly, for every single game for the rest of the season, I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne. And we popped one at the tailgate with everyone there because mm -hmm. I wanted to remind people that we are winners this season because Dan Snyder is gone. Yeah. The tumor that is Dan Snyder has been excised from this franchise and we have won. Realistically, these guys took over in 123 days. That's how long it's been. So it's not enough time. And you've got fans now that are already mad at new ownership. Do you guys not remember the hell that we lived through with Dan and the debacle mm -hmm. that was Bruce Allen 
and that whole mess and McLuhan and Marty Schottenheimer and Shanahan and just damn picking drafts from his yacht. And now the Carolina Panthers are talking about how they didn't want Bryce Young. They wanted CJ Stroud, but their owner called in the Bryce Young pick and wanted him versus Stroud. And now the Panthers are one and eight. You guys not remember that that used to be us. We finally have new people here that love this team and you're mad at them for wanting to show it off with their friends. If you're going to be pissed off, put it where it's deserved at Ron Rivera for what we just saw on Sunday and at Marty Herney and Mayhew and all those guys for constructing this roster because they're just not a good team. And shame on me for thinking they were, but I can't believe that people are starting to turn on the hogs, man. It, it's, I don't want to say it's driving me crazy, but it just pisses me off. Well, Ted, you know as well as I do, man, that this is very cliche but we are the microwave society. Oh, yeah. And they want to put it on three seconds and win a Super Bowl, and it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. At least not for this team, it doesn't. Maybe for some other teams, it may, but for this team, it doesn't. What I will say is, and I told everyone to temper their expectations, as you said, We've won, even though we don't want to believe we won when Dan Schneider sold the team. So now it's just a matter of going through the formalities that we need to go through. And everyone is going to get their wish. The writing's on the wall. Unless we just happen to go on a run of winning, you know, eight games, which I don't see that happening. Just being realistic, I would love for it to, but I don't see it happening. And because of that, you're going to get your wish, but you got to slow down and you got to get it done the right way. And just because you fire someone right now, yeah, that may make you feel better, but is it actually going to be better? No, just yet. It's going to happen. So just sit back, continue to pop your popcorn and be ready for the show because it's going to happen. And forget the popcorn. Get the champagne. Just just yep. enjoy that. Okay. That little, like the Napoleon movie, that should be about Snyder. That little twit (laughs) running around FedEx field and everything else, this and that. I mean, just enjoy that better days are going to come. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take some time. And you had fans last year saying, oh, why is it going to take so long? Look at Brian Dable and the Giants. They went to the playoffs, right? Look at where they are now. The Giants are 2-0 against us, and they're 1-8 versus the rest of the NFL right? They're not exactly doing that well right now because they've got to properly build. They don't have a good quarterback. They paid Daniel Jones all that money and they're going to be in cap hell and they've got all these issues. We've got $90 million in cap space. We've got draft picks. We just need a proper general manager to write this ship. And Mm -hmm. we are watching the demise of Ron Rivera right in front of our eyes. And We have no control over what's going to happen. We can bitch and moan about it, but this is actually Ron talking about what he can control at this point. You know, aside from X's and O's, I think most people that follow this team, fans of the team, cover the team, know you care, know that you're a competitor. You wanted to build this into a consistent winner, this franchise. You're facing some adversity. It may not be happening right now. How are you kind of like handling that, processing that emotionally? Because the truth of the matter is, Scott, I can only control what I can. And as long as things that are that, that we want to be going in the right direction seem to be doing that, that's a positive. 
what happens from 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 beyond today, what happens from beyond the end of the season, that that's not in my control. So everything I'm going to do is just focusing on today. I mean, the now and 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 present. That's the only thing I have, and that's what I'll do. I'm trying to get that across to the players as well. I, I can't focus on what I I can't control. I can only control what's going on right now with this football team uh, this day. Focusing on what he can control, that's the part that why I do feel Ron has failed all of us. This is a four-year plan. And I want to go back and look at the roster. Maybe this will be for an off-season pod of when Jay Gruden got fired and how we were then compared to the roster that we're going to be stuck with after Ron assembled and disassembled and assembled it again. And are we better off? I mean, do we have a better left tackle? I'm going to flat out say no. I mean, Trent Williams, best in the business. You know, do we have a better center? You know, and it's it's relative because some of these guys are older. They don't play anymore, this and that. Are we better at running back? Are we better at receiver? But I just, some of these guys, Ron didn't even draft, right? Terry wasn't a Ron pick. Deron, John, they weren't Ron picks. You know, I'm not seeing a ton from him, and it's just no one wanted to coach here because of Dan Snyder. Let's be realistic. That's mm -hmm. why we got stuck with Ron. Ron came here because he got full control. So we are still paying for the sins of that little sniveling tiny weasel, and it is what it is. Yeah. But house is going to be clean. Yeah. He, he let's, let's also remember that he got a – bill of health through joe gibbs joe gibbs is the one who realistically brought ron here because he gave he told dan no my i can trust you can trust this guy and so you know because of it joe's being recommendation is is a is a 95 percent of the reason why ron is here which i'm it is what it is yeah and know? i i guess to me it's did Dan ask Joe, hey, I've got these five names. Which of these five names would you recommend? You know, no-name guys or, you know, Ron Rivera, a guy from Carolina. Mm -hmm. Joe's headquarters is down in Carolina yeah. at that point. And, you know, they know each other. They see each other down there from, you know, NASCAR, whatever else. So, okay, but it's realistically, I think any other ownership group that was stable would have gotten rid of him by now. And – I do think that changes need to be made. And this is actually Ron talking about potential changes. With your experience in the NFL as a player and a coach, where this team and franchise is at right now, do you think there needs to be some sort of a change, whether that's personnel or in the coaching staff? I'm not going to discuss those kinds of things right now. What we're going to do is we're going to evaluate everything we do, and we'll continue to do that. Is Jack Del Rio going to be employed come Friday morning? I don't know. And we talked about it. And at this point, you know what? Give someone else a shot. It'll be week 13 come Friday morning. And going into this matchup versus Dallas, you know, they were seventh in power rankings and they played the Panthers. They kicked their ass 33 to 10. The new rankings aren't out this week. So no need to worry about me asking Thank you what goodness. you think they're going to be. <laughs> I wouldn't but, answer. Yeah. Realistically, going into the matchup this week against Dallas, I love Thanksgiving, but I am dreading Thursday, man.
Well, see, I look at it differently. I'm not dreading Thursday. I'm really not. Because once again, it gives me an opportunity to see Texas, which I enjoy Texas. I really do. Even though the, te- the our foe is in Texas, I don't look at it that way. I get to see all of the fans that are coming in town to 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 meet and greet. And we are even having a rally down there. It's 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 a it's an unofficial official fan rally. The team isn't doing a rally down there uh, this Sunday or I'm excuse me this this Thursday or Wednesday. I'm all jacked up as you can see. I need some don't sleep. But uh, Wednesday night, and I've had a ton of feedback from fans that are saying they're coming. I mean, large groups of people. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I always tell people, do not let the play on the field deter your fan experience. And that's how you have to look at it because they're so, our fan base is so diverse and so deep to where seeing everybody coming together, that's what makes it up for me. And I've always said winning the game is icing on the cake. But because I've been able to experience all those other things, I still was able to eat cake. And sometimes, the cake is better without the icing. I I hear you. And if I was making the trip out there, I think it'd be a different story. But we're doing Thanksgiving early. Told the wife, we got to eat at 11 because I got to make sure my food <laughs> digests before the game comes on because I don't want to risk throwing it back up. Right? Oh, and gosh. We're not having anybody over because I don't want to yell and piss everyone off that's at my house and kick them out of my house. Not that I kick them out of the house, but... I don't want to be around anybody for this game. I've been hmm. to Dallas before, right? Yeah. I've I've never been out there for Thanksgiving because I, I refuse to ruin my Thanksgiving and be out in Texas. Good for you. You like Texas? I hate the state, right? If I have to pay extra money to bypass a layover at Dallas-Fort Worth, I will. I, I don't hmm. care. I'm not a fan of that place at all. I Barbecue's even hate good. Texas barbecue. I'm sorry. I'm not going to touch <laughs> oh. it. What? It's, I, dude, I just to me Kansas City barbecue over Texas any day. I just uh, I, uh, anything uh, that has to do with Texas, I don't okay. care what it is. I just all right. And I I was asked a question by you know uh, a reporter saying why do Commanders fans hate Dallas? And to me, it's just it's how you're raised. You don't like the Cowboys, and okay. I understand we're not the Redskins anymore. We're the Commanders, so there's technically no rivalry with the names per se. But anything Dallas, I cannot stand. It, it, okay. I had to fly through Houston to get to Mexico, and I was pissed, man. I was not happy about it, but that's the only way I could get to Mexico when I went out well, there. And I guess I'm a little biased because I, I had to live in Texas yeah. for, for so many years, and so I, I, I kind of adopted you know the, the the food the boots i i i hey i like it i i do now you didn't hear me say like the cowboys boots? you had you had cowboy boots i still have cowboy i, I got need about, pictures of this man i've got about eight pair of i'm sorry six pair of cowboy boots i love them oh, most comfortable yeah. thing in the world they are I, oh man <laughs> i can't are you gonna wear cowboy boots to the rally on wednesday no, sir. You're gonna be in no. Texas. Why not? Why not break them out? You do a little because, boot scoot boogie. Because they don't fit what I'm gonna be wearing. Now they, if, if actually, you know what? I could probably 
put a pair of ropers on and it would go it, very well with what I'm going to wear. But I'm more of a sneakers guy. But what the hell is a roper? The only roper I know is Mr. Roper from Three's Company. What the hell hey, is a man, roper? Roper is a brand of, of boot that uh, very, very comfortable, low heel. Uh, I mean, I could pull them out, man, and you'd be like, all right, let me tell you something. Before I moved to Texas, there are two things I said I would never do. I never wear a cowboy hat and I never wear boots. Well, after being down there for about as many years as I was, I broke down and bought me some cowboy boots. And since then, I probably own a pair of gators, some snakes, uh, I mean, uh, eel. I mean, bro, I, 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 got, I got all kinds of exotic ostrich. I hope Peter's not listening. I got ostrich. I got anybody can listen. I hope everybody's listening because I'm not. I'm. I'm proud of it. Once again, I am a diverse brother. Okay. Oh, you are. You definitely are. So, so just... I'm not ashamed of it. But before I got there, my mind was closed. I said I would never do that. And one thing that we also know, Ted, and to our viewing our listeners that are, that are viewing as, as well as video as audio, you never say never. You never say never. Because when you when you do it, there you go. It'll come and bite <laughs> you in the butt. And I was one of the ones that said I will never wear cowboy boots. I will never do that. And all of a sudden now, I love the way cowboy boots look and this nice pair of jeans and a, and a button down shirt and a blazer. Matter of fact, it was uh when did Breland Breland came to our Christmas? It was we were the Redskins then, and we had a party at the MGM. I'm gonna find that picture. And I've got a pair of burgundy. Uh, what do I have? They're, they're snakeskin of some sort. I don't remember, but I got a jacket that matches. Ah, look out, Jack. Woo! Burgundy cowboy boots. Hey, brother, yes. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with burgundy. It's just, I don't, anything with the name, even the rodeo burger at Burger King, man, to me, that <laughs> reminded me too much of Dallas. It's just a burger with an onion ring on top. I don't care, dude. It, and that's what kills me is, they're going to ruin my Thanksgiving. The Cowboys are second in the NFL with points per game. They're putting up 30. And it's just... So it's Philly. I, so it's Philly. And we hung in there with them. We hung but in there Philly, with them. Philly's not putting up 30 points a game. Philly's offense has got problems. A.J. Brown just owns us and just scores all night long. So I don't give a rat's back behind. I don't care. The fact is... We're going to play up to this competition. That's what I know. We're going to play up to, unless, unless, I got I, I to gotta put this caveat in there, unless the guys have said, screw it. If the guys have said, screw it, then no matter who we, we, we could play doggone Blue, and Blue would beat us, Blue High School would beat us. But if the guys have not actually thrown the towel in, then we have an opportunity to hang with these guys. And I feel that it's going to be a close game and I, I, I'm not going to say we're going to win it, but it's going to be like how Philly was. That's that's what I'm predicting, bro, that it's going to be just like how Philly was, and it's going to be a nail-biter, and we're going to be hearing Eric Bieniemy say, we did just enough to entertain some folks, but we didn't win. That's what you're going to see and hear. I'm hoping I'm entertained on Thursday. I'm hoping I get a good meal. I'm full and I'm entertained on Thursday because week one, they beat the Giants 40 to nothing, right? They beat the Jets 30 to 10, right? This was an anomaly. They lost to the Cardinals 16 to 28. 
So maybe that Cowboys show up. Mm-hmm. They killed the Patriots 38 to 3. And then they got boat raced by the 49ers, 10 to 42. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, they're a good team. They're yes. not as good as Philly. But the thing that scares me is their defense right now and the way our offensive line looks. Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, just ran past Charles Leno right now. I mean, <laughs> that's how, you know, it's, I'm sorry, it's just, that's how bad it is, dude. And oh, man. What do we think Micah Parsons is going to do? And I'm not saying that we can't stop them because the Cowboys had everything to play for last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. They're still playing for playoff position, and uh-huh. we beat them at yep. home, and Sam beat them. Mm-hmm. And who knows if this offensive line and that offensive line where they are ranking wise. I mean, we had horrible guards last year. Our guards this year aren't doing too well, but I feel that the, the trains falling off the track right now, the wheels are falling off Rivera's car because the writing's on the wall that these guys are gone. And slowly, but surely I feel that some of that locker room saying, screw this, then maybe I'm wrong, but body language, Mm -hmm. I feel that that's kind of where it is right now. I'm a huge proponent of body language, and I just believe that I've I've seen them up and I've seen them down, but something tells me that we're going to play above our expectations and keep this game close, providing that they do care. And it's going to be on national TV. It's, you know, everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. It's the only game on at that point, and you don't want to be embarrassed. And I'm, I'm not saying that Terry doesn't care and this and that, but – Curtis Samuel's not going to be here next year. Maybe a lot of guys aren't going to be here next year. And looking at the injury list, now they didn't have a real practice today, but, you know, we talked about F.A. Obata, he's gone. And, you know, hearts go out to F.A. He's a free agent. He doesn't have a contract now at this point, and he's done. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. Alex Harmon, hamstring, did not practice. Emmanuel Forbes, Jr., would have been a DNP. And this is all estimation because they didn't actually practice today. To John Harris, quad. Uh, James Smith-Williams, hamstring. Sam Cosme, chest, would have been limited. Antonio Gibson, his toe, would have been limited. Quan Martin, shoulder, would have been limited. Cody Barton, good news is they activated his 21-day clock. I never thought I would be so happy to see that Cody Barton <laughs> might be coming back, man. <laughs> Speaks I mean, volumes. Speaks volumes. It's it's crazy to say that I I miss Cody Barton. That's kind of where we got right now because David Mayo, I just feel that he's a liability. And Jamin Davis is a liability when it comes to coverage. And Dallas has some tight end threats and they've got some weapons over there. And from an offensive perspective, if we don't turn the ball over six times, we can put up points. Yeah. So can the defense, because I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout but let's be real dallas had a bye week this past week i mean they played the one at eight panthers so it's not like they had to overextend themselves and our guys couldn't even take a shower (laughs) well maybe that cold water did them some good and it may have woken them up to face the cowboys and they don't like the cowboys like we don't like the cowboys so i'm telling you it's gonna be a good game and if not, I'll I will eat some crow, bro. If not, I'll, you got to post a picture of you and your cowboy getup. I don't that? have a problem. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I don't have a cowboy get up. You got a hat and you got boots. That's a get up. I don't have a hat anymore. I had a hat years ago. I have boots now. I have boots. Not a cowboy hat. An old school picture. I'm I'm trying to think. Did I even take any pictures with a cowboy? No, I didn't take any pictures with a cowboy. But I have plenty of pictures with me and boots on. So I will. Polaroid picture we can find or something from back in the day? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I'll have to dig, but I don't believe so. I gotcha. I gotcha. I definitely, and I definitely, I definitely know boots, but 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 not 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 hat, boot and hat. I appreciate your optimism, and I mean, for you, how do we win? I mean, do you have a game plan that we can maybe send to Ashburn? You know, a carrier pigeon to Ron's house. What are your keys for us to win this Thursday in two sleeps and a wake up? Well. What we're going to have to do is you really are going to have to balance the run with the pass. And I'm not sure if how you're going to be able to do it is, is the, is the pass going to set the run up or as we know, EB likes to pass, pass at the run up, you know, so you, you're going to have to figure something out as far as that's concerned. I think that you, you're going to have to, to get the ball out of Sam's hands fast, whether it be quick screen whether it be slants, um, and 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 when you see that one-on-one coverage, I believe you're going to have to have the refs on our side this game to throw that ball up there to create a PI. I think that that's the way that we're going to be able to win this game. And also, Coach Benjamin is going to have to call a hell of a game. And I'm really interested to know, when we played Dallas in Dallas, Sam didn't suit up for that. But but no, he was there. He would he he no he wouldn't have suited up. But he was at least still there in plain clothes, right? So he knows how loud. I don't know. I don't. I mean, Antonio Pierce is having his guys, his practice squad guys, go out. But I don't know if or why Sam would have been out there for that game. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think. And the reason why I bring that up is because he said that Seattle was a lot of stadium he's been to. But if he's never played in Dallas, that stadium can get. Very loud as well. Oh, on Thanksgiving too. All those yes. drunk cowboy fans from stuffing yeah. themselves outside. Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. gonna be loud. So, so that's what um, I'm. I'm interested to know the the pregame uh, preparation for this because, like I said, he said that that, that Seattle was the loudest stadiums he's ever played at, or Virginia Tech, and now Seattle. So I'm not sure if he was there when we played them last year. Did he make the trip or not? So that's going to be interesting to me to see what, how he handles that adversity to be able to, to become victorious. What about you, man? I need this offensive line to earn a paycheck. I mean, Micah Parsons has 10 sacks for the year. I mean, Charles mm-hmm. Leno is the butt of everybody's jokes right now because Thibodeau did what he did to him. You know, and Tyler Larson, at this point, is he playing himself out? And Nick Gates coming back in, I don't think that's going to help anybody. I don't think it's going to happen because Larson's going to be able to call the blitz pickups easier. But the enemy, round two versus Wink, I think Wink got the best of them again because mm. they brought the blitz. And guess what Dallas is going to do? They're going to blitz. They're going to bring pressure. And we need this offensive line to protect Sam. He's getting blitzed up the middle. And that scramble for a touchdown that he had and a couple of the runs, he's, av- he's running for his life 
right off the snap and he's sidestepping and then running back up. I mean, he's getting rushed right up the middle. And the good thing is they're not going to have Vander Rush because the guy's got an issue with yeah. his neck. He's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. But he's got some other guys on that defense that aren't bad at all. One of their DBs, what, he's about to break the uh, single-season record. What's his name? Uh, here we go. Deron Bland. He's about to break the record for pick sixes. He's already tied the record right now. He just needs one more to break it. So the fact that everybody knows we're going to try and do quick game, that's what also terrifies me, is they're going to press. Dallas is not scared to press. And next thing you know, they'll jump those short routes. So I need this defensive line or this offensive line to give mm -hmm. Sam some time to throw the ball. And I think you're going to have to use the pass to set the run up because these guys are good against the run. They typically – they're what 16th in the league in run defense at this point. So passing, they are fourth. No passing yards per game. They are second. So I mean, Dallas's pass attack. They're not bad at all, man. They are second in the league in sacks and all that goes out the window with a short week because you don't get a chance to prep as much. Today's Monday, that was actually treated like a Wednesday from the commander's perspective. Tuesday is going to seem like a Thursday, and Wednesday is just a walkthrough day, and then they hop on a plane to get out there. Dallas has the advantage because they're already at home, so who knows what it is, but I need the offensive line to step up and yeah. protect Sam. They all ran to his defense during that fight that broke out after you scored that touchdown. Maybe replay that play in your head every single time you're lining up against these guys and actually block for Sam so he doesn't get hit every single freaking play. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you, you bring a lot to the table, and I can't disagree with anything that you said. I'm hoping that this is the week that we can get it done or at least make it entertaining and not a blowout. So who's your – don't sleep player that has to get it done. So it's entertaining or not a blowout. I can't say that it boils down to one player, not against the Cowboys. It's going to take a team effort. I know that's a cop out, but it's just being realistic. Um, they're, they're one of the best, as I said earlier, regular season teams. Don't care about what happens in the playoffs, but a regular season team, they're one of the best. So, the ball has got to be distributed evenly, uh, quick and fast. So I really don't have uh, one player. I, and I apologize for everybody for that because it's really going to be, it's going to be cut, need to cut down to, to, to three quarters. And that's offense, defense, defense, special teams, a force, I'm sorry, and coaches. So that that's why everybody's got to do their part. Okay. What about you? When you break it down like that, I mean, you're right. We haven't played where every single facet, even in on the wins, where every single facet of this team, offense, defense, special teams, and coaching has all performed to the best of their abilities, even when we beat teams. I mean, we barely beat the Cards, came back against the Broncos. I mean, they need to realistically and seriously play four quarters of good football. They cannot beat themselves. We beat ourselves against the Giants. They mm -hmm. cannot do that. No. So – for me, it's if we can control the trenches and the offensive line, then it's going to 
open up chances for B-Rob to exploit and give Sam some time to hit some receivers. He hasn't really thrown to wide receivers the past couple of weeks. I mean, looking at his receiving options, Terry had five catches. Jahan had three. You know, it's he's not really getting a chance. I don't know if just because the pressure's in his face and he's not getting to those spots. He's checking down a little bit more. B-Rob had nine targets. Logan Thomas had eight targets. You know, it's just I need the offensive line to drink a bunch of don't sleeps, don't eat any turkey, none of that tryptophan or whatever that crap is before mm-hmm. the game. Take a bunch of don't sleeps to make sure you guys are right. Maybe take some cold showers too to make sure you're good and awake for this game because we need you guys to protect Sam because if Parsons and the rest of that defense gets a chance to get a hold of them, it's going to be a long day and I'm not be able to hold down my brunch from 11 o'clock. But what's your prediction, man? What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that it's going to come down to the – See, like Seattle, it's going to come down to that, or or even Philadelphia, the two Philadelphia games. It's going to be a good game. It's just is we're gonna we're gonna give the national audience something to say. Wow, okay, that kid does have it because for a long time, a lot of those out of market teams, nobody gets to see us, but we're on the national stage, as you said. So they're going to be forced to see what we are really about. And it's a close game. <laughs> close game, but... Close game. You're not going to say it? I told you it was going, going to happen. It's going to come down to a, a one-point game, but it will be how Philadelphia or the Seattle Seahawks game was. It'll so be just that... It'll be just that tight. I don't I don't feel we're going to win this game. I, I don't, and I hate to say that, but then there's a, the Frosty Minnewheat side of me that says... Hell yeah, we're going to win by a point. I hope you're right, man. I, I really do. I I appreciate the optimism, and I think it's going to go a different way. I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope these guys prove me wrong and that they realize that they are a lot. You're fighting for contracts. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing for your future. You're, you are auditioning for a job because... The house is going to be clean. All these guys are going to be gone. And you better put something on tape to make sure that the new GM wants you ass here. Yeah. He's going to want to keep you and stick you around because guess what? You weren't drafted by him. You weren't picked by him. You weren't selected by him. So who knows what he thinks about you? Who knows where he had you rated when he was working for a different team? So instead, yeah. give him reasons to want to keep you around. That's what the rest of the season's about. And... I think Dallas is going to get the better of us. Ooh. I mean, being realistic, I, I don't know. If we're, I don't I, think we're going to win this week. I mean, we're okay. we're eleven point dogs. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope blows aren't thrown again. Because I mean, you know, John and Duran got into it when we were out there. It's just that's right. I hope to God I'm wrong, man. Because the last <laughs> thing I want to see is us just the only game on town to all of a sudden be lit up again on Thanksgiving. But, hey, maybe these guys turn it around and maybe they make you right and you get to go to a, a rodeo while you're out there and eat a steak and <laughs> put on your ropers, man. I won't be able to do that. I, I got a, I got a quick turnaround. So, I mean, once that game's over, I got to beat you to the airport, bro. This is one of those things. I got to be at work on Friday morning. So, can't do it. 
But hey, I hear the music playing in the background, which lets me know that we're bringing another edition of DMV Mess All to a close. Greatly thank you guys for riding with us. It's been real, and I will have some pictures of me in my cowboy boots. That's right. Matter of fact, Rashad Breeland said, cool boots. So hey, if Rashad liked them, then you already know what time it is. The captain don't come out half-stepping, all right? But that's going to do it, guys. I'll see you in Dallas. Remember, you rep it hard. You don't rep it at all. Tailgate Ted, rally captain. Deuces.